episode 5 something you might like to hear. It's a podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 5 of the Hella Yeah podcast. You know we got that hint water in front of us today. I'm sipping on that pineapple this week. What do you got, Alex? You know I got that watermelon on fleek. If you haven't tried it yet, please go buy the hint water. You are going to love it. So this week... We started so last week we started talking about jobs and how millennials fit into the job market and everything and how we're labeled as impatient or ungrateful, unloyal. Um, so this week I got to thinking kind of along the lines of jobs and everything going into it, but going back to like middle school, high school, grade school. Um, do you wish that in schools, I've been seeing it a couple places lately, that they would identify your strengths younger? And start kind of catering your education to that. So say you're strong into reading, words, writing. Do you wish they would tailor your education more towards the English side of thing, writing sides, and open up your doors into what you can do that way? Or do you think we should stay more with the current education system where you just get the general education and then come college you're just kind of faced with the decision you need to make for your future i think it's kind of tough um just because once you make the jump from high school to college you're asked to pick a more specific right like you have your first two years of generals that you are required to knock out yeah but then that leads you into what do you want to do and that question isn't really posed seriously in a high school setting right because i remember they have your homeroom classes, whatever you want to call them, whatever they call them in your school. But ours were never pointing you in any certain career path that you wanted. I remember we would take quizzes or short little tests in ours that kind of pointed out interest to you. And then they're like, oh, you could go into accounting or this. But it never really opened up the full door. It just kind of gave you a general direction. It barely opened the door. It didn't open it wide open so you could see all your possibilities but it gave you a few but high school in general didn't really show me everything that was available to me when it came time to college yeah i feel like there's a lack of guidance in a high school setting um like people complain like oh they want to get their hand held it's like yeah hold my hand until i know what i'm doing yeah it's like i want to know what's out there like we up until high school you're really just relying on your parents for everything. I mean, they're holding your hand through a lot of things or some adult in your life has kind of been your guidance. So we've kind of been coddled up into that point. And then it's like, once you hit that transition from high school to college, it's just like nobody is quite there to guide you the way you want to go. And I think there should be more of an option before you get out there on your own. So you at least have a semblance to know what the hell you want to do with your life than just you're out there. Yeah. It just seems like there's a small percentage of um, like high school students that go into college knowing exactly what they want to do a hundred percent. Right. So like mine, mine was always music was number one for me. Then it was the English and writing. The last one on my list was business, but it always seemed like everyone was kind of, shoving away music and English saying, oh, go more towards business, make more money through that field. Yeah, like the safer decision. Yeah, but it's no one ever let me know what options I could have 
going into like an English major to mm-hmm. do writing or know what all my options were when it came to music. Yeah. So most people just told me their viewpoints on business, but no one gave me my full spectrum, what was available out there. And even in college, like we were talking earlier, like you're supposed to have a guidance from your counselors, your counselors. Yeah. And then when you get to them and you're like, Hey, I think I might be interested in this class. What do you think? And then your counselor just stares at you like, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, they like, just show you the like course uh, description. Yeah, and it's like their one job is to get you to come back to the school and just complete, I guess, like your psychology degree, my business degree, but it's just they don't give you an in-depth look into that class and where that might lead you for possibility-wise, what it might open up your eyes to. And Yeah, it's like, I don't know what you should take, but hey, you should definitely take something and uh, right. it's, they make just sure don't. your tuition's here. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care to get to know you as a person, even though they're supposed to be your guidance once you hit the university. It's just, there's not a whole lot of guidance. They're like, yeah, I'll guide you to get your degree, but that's about all I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you anything else other than as long as your tuition's here, I'm going to tell you what classes will help you get your degree. And then even at the university level, majority of the teachers, they aren't that like role model that you kind of think they would be. Right. Like once you do pick a field, like you pick management or something, you expect to be able to go to that teacher for questions. And it's like half the time the teacher's like, oh, I have 300 students. Yeah. What do you mean you want special attention right now? When it's like, no, I just want this guidance that the counselor's not giving me. The guidance I never got in high school. And you're the person say, I want to go into management. Like you are a management teacher. Like, you should know the options that will be available to me. Like, help me out. Like, guide me. You're a teacher at the university. You know what classes are offered. At least you should because you're in that department. Yeah. So you should know what classes or what teachers would help you out the most. And it just seems like they're just, not all of them, but a majority of them are just there to collect that paycheck and say, see you later. Yeah. Good luck and graduation. And yeah, you'd like you'd think on. you'd think these teachers or professors, you'd think they'd want to help out a student that seeks out an extra like bit of help. Yeah, like I've had a teacher to, and I've asked her, <clears throat> like, hey, what kind of like internships could I take for this to like yeah. get my foot in the door somewhere? It's like, oh, I'll email you about it, and then you never hear. You never ever hear back from that teacher. And it's like, look, I don't want a handout. I want a direction to go to yeah either that or they're like oh there's a career fair on campus in april you should go to it yeah go sell yourself with the 2000 other students that'll be there yeah it's like they're not helping you find any path they're just pushing you off onto more and more people yeah like we talk about like high school is super general in covering the basics of different subjects and then college is just another level of general yeah like it's like okay you learn some business in high school and then college you learn the next level. Yeah. But there's no specific path. Yeah. It's you... just, I was thinking that once you get to college, some of you may disagree. Some of you might agree, but I think the first semester, sure. Take your general courses, get them out of the way to make sure you're ready for college level writing, reading, 
analyzing yeah. what you need. But Get then, yourself in the college mindset. Yeah. But then once you pass that first semester, maybe even the first year, if the first semester isn't enough, but once you hit second year, start specializing into what you want to go into. I just feel like it opens up your mind more of what you're getting yourself into rather than having two years to be like, oh, this is it. I'm in it now. Whereas you could have that other year to be like, oh, maybe this isn't what I'm feeling. Then you still have that ability to move around within majors and whatnot before it's too late and you've already got all these credits built up yeah. towards it. And then you can't go into another field. Then you got to build them all back up within that major and just take more time. Yeah, it's just it's hard when you're equipped with the task to figure everything out on your own when you're paying all this money that you're going to have to pay back later or that you're paying up right. front, whatever the case may be. You're paying all this money to have someone make you figure everything out. Right. It's like, why am I doing all this if you're not going to help me with any of it? Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, I can figure it out, but I'm also creating more debt and wasting more time with all of this. Right. Like, I don't have the viewpoints in life that you have. Like, you've made your career. You're there. Yeah, like, share some of your experience with me. Exactly. Like, I'm also, I feel like you're paying for the experience the professors bring to you. Like, people who go to Harvard, you're going there because they hire the best of the best. Like, yeah, it's selective to get in there, but at least from what I've heard of it, the professors there do a better job of helping you. Yeah, like setting up the students. Right, after after life after college and at least pointing them in the right direction. Like they'll be blunt about telling you maybe you're not cut out for this. Maybe try a different field. Yeah. And they, it seems like it really is based on what professors you have in and like what college you go to. Yeah. Cause there are professors where it's like, all right, you're not panning out in this class, but I know Mr. So-and-so does this great course that I feel like you may have interest in. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like they don't want to cater to you. They're just there to, get 300 students through their class in a semester and say, see you later. Yeah. They just have to make sure their PowerPoints are ready every other day. Yeah. Very frustrating to deal with. Let's see. Did you have any topics this week? That was my big one that I wanted to get out there because it kind of tied into last week's podcast, but did you have any? Uh, I mean, it kind of ties into we're a week away from the first day of classes. Oh yeah. Or move-in, first day of class, move-in day. I think move-in day at MSU is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, My mom sent me a link to uh, volunteer help moving people in. (laughs) You know what, though? No pay. So I was like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'll pass. Volunteering feels good, but I like money. I know how hectic a move-in day is. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. But, yeah, first week of classes for college is a, I don't know, a big deal that seems kind of underestimated. Underrated? Underrated. Underrated. Like, I feel like it's it can definitely be your initial foundation to how you'll treat college. Yeah. I don't know. On my, I guess my first couple days of classes, you know, they just do like the syllabus reviews and whatnot. Some teachers super lax the first. Most colleges start on Tuesday or Wednesday. And so you just get your syllabus review for maybe one to two days or oh, the second days. And those super fun, tell us a little bit about yourself. Exactly. You have like the introduction cards. I don't like that. I no. hate those. I absolutely hate that. But then 
like sometimes I guess that can be like the wrong impression for kids like, oh, college is going to be chill. But then the next week they're like, all right, you got chapters one through ten. Yeah, I hope you have your books ready. Yeah. And, but then other professors hit the ground running. They do like a syllabus review for the first 20 minutes. And then next thing you know, you're already in a lecture for that week and the next week coming up. I don't know. It just seems like some professors do a better job of transitioning you into. Oh, Oh, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Repeat that last part. I'm so sorry. So I get, yeah, what I was saying is some professors do a better job of transitioning you, transitioning you into what an actual college class is going to be like, whereas other professors take it real slow that first week and barely break you into it, but then hit you hard the next week. I don't know. So depending on what teachers you have, it might be the greatest first week ever and you just think college is going to be some walk in the park because your professor started off slow. Whereas you get another professor and they throw you right into the college lifestyle. Yeah. I feel like if I have any tips for students, it's just to have whatever books you need, make sure you have them. Because there's some professors, you will never use the book. Yeah. And there's some professors where you need it day two. Yeah. I would also say highlight your syllabus on the first day, like those important dates. Like yeah. Keep that syllabus, whatever in the notebook or binder, whatever you're, you, you're using for that class and highlight the important dates because that shit sneaks up on you so silently and it's, the professors sometimes won't even remind you yeah. of what's coming up and then you'll get to class and they're like, okay, I hope everyone turned this in over the weekend and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, I didn't even remember. Yeah, and then you got to make up that, uh, oh. Like, uh, it's on the I, syllabus. Yeah. You should have done it. Like, oh shit, I didn't realize and then you got to like turn it in late. They're like, all right, you got half credit yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, I guess the other big thing would be to have some sort of calendar or like agenda book thing to keep track of everything. Because I know that was like my biggest downfall my first two yeah. years was almost fucking off that part and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, they'll let me know when our quiz is. Right. Yeah, they don't. And then no. you just walk in and you're like, <laughs> all right, quiz here. You have 10 minutes. Like, oh like, shit! Oh shit! You didn't even say anything. You're like, well, it was on the syllabus. You should have read it. Yeah, so, hopefully you oh, read shit. chapter two of the book. Like, I didn't. I did not I did read, not read that. that. I guess we'll just guess our best here. <laughs> I'm gonna pick C because that's average. The that seems great. Right answer. <laughs> that's a bad task. Don't do that. Yeah, but if you see that kid with the planner out, follow planner. that kid's example. Like, you know how they have like the month by month calendar you write shit in on. Yeah. I always was like, oh, shit, this kid is just nerdy. Yeah, you think they're going, like, above and beyond. Like, no, they're doing what they need to do. Exactly. So I didn't figure that out till later. Don't make fun of that kid. Follow their example because they're more than likely going to be on top of their shit throughout the semester. Yeah. You should, too. Also, don't be afraid to make friends in each class. They don't even need to be friends. Make sure to make just classmate friends. Yes. Like, the person who sits next to you, and like, you know how, like, in high school, you had assigned seating and whatnot, and you yeah. hated it? Uh-huh. But then you get to college, and you take your first seat. And That's then your you, seat, bro. Yeah, you pretty much keep <laughs> sitting in that same seat, and if someone else sits in your seat, you just get pissed. It's like, uh, what the, you're throwing off my whole fucking groove here, man. Yeah, like, wow, where am I going to sit? Who am I sitting next to? I don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. So, if you, you take that first seat, I don't know, 
try not to sit in the way back, at least to be like middle, because I found out the classes I sat in the back, like every adult will tell you, it's easier to get distracted, way easier. I used to play fucking cribbage on my phone half the time, which is stupid. I felt like if I was in the middle, the professor could call me out if he saw me on my phone, but... Yeah. And but least, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. So, the, like, a lot of the teachers won't really care if you're on your phone. Like, they'll have a rule in their syllabus that says, like, no phones. If you're in the back, you can be on your phone. No worries. Hide it behind your books, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not important, though. No, and that, I, you fall behind so quick if you're just sitting there on your phone the whole time. And the next thing you know, like 30 minutes has passed. You missed half the lecture. And some teachers will just be sneaky and have their lecture notes. But something on the test will be directly from their lecture. In class lecture. But they lecture. won't put it online or in the book. Yeah. But it'll be on the test, and you had to pay attention and write it down during mm-hmm. the lecture. I always hated that. If I ever missed it, I was like, shit, I was on my phone. I was doing something stupid. But then it's also rewarding once you do, I guess, take notice of everything and actually pay attention. Because then yeah. when you're on the test, you're going to breeze by that shit because you paid attention. Yeah. But, yeah, going back to it, though, once you take that first seat, make sure it's somewhere in the middle, not the kid in the back of the class. If you're front row, feeling ambitious, go for it. I don't know, I felt more interactive when I was towards the front, but make sure you pick out at least one person in the class to be classmates with or friends with. Even if they're, like, you don't need to sit right next to somebody, but even if they sit, like, one or two seats away from you, like, that's your go-to partner. Yeah. Just know that once you randomly get put into groups or have to do something with a partner, you're going to look to that person, so you might as well just make friends with them early on. And struggling with a class with someone else is way easier than just struggling by yourself because then you can just bounce ideas off of each other. and I don't know. You feel like you get the class more because you're both. Maybe he understands something better than I don't, and he explains that I can explain stuff to him or her. But I don't know. Classmates is a great idea that another one I didn't figure out till later in college. Yeah. Going going with the group dynamic. Like, once you get into yeah. that, just know that people don't like the group members who don't do anything. Yeah. Like, if you skate by as the fourth group member that didn't do shit and you still somehow got an A, and you they're will, upset about it. They It's not like high school where they're not going to, like, review. you. Like, you have a review at the end of your project. Oh, every group has the review, yeah. Grading how each class member did. And if your team members feel like you didn't do shit or maybe you didn't do shit, they're going to write it down on that little report and then your grade is going to be like a a D and say the rest of them got an A on that. Yeah, that's a big takeaway for me. Yeah. Just through my experiences with group projects and stuff like that. The other one is like, don't be awfully shy during class. Like, if you have an opinion, speak out on it. Like, I got more from classes when I felt like I was engaged in part of the conversation because then it just soaked into me more. And then, like, if I was on a test and that subject came up, I could remember the conversation I had in class, Yeah, which made it easier. You don't have to speak out all the time, but if you have an opinion on something, at least let it be known. Yeah, like, don't be afraid to ask questions either. Yeah. Like, if you think you're too cool for school, you don't want to ask the question, you're going to regret it when you have it come up later or if you're busy texting or something and you don't because you don't get it you're gonna regret it yeah like cool you're gonna hang out with your whoever after class 
fine. You don't need to text them during class. Yeah. Like, if you don't get it, just let them know. Because if you're being the cool guy, like, that's not going to get you a degree in the end. No. Like, you're not going to learn shit from that. No. And sometimes that one question that you're not getting could be an essay question on the next test. And it's worth 25 points, which is damn near a quarter of the grade on that test. And you didn't get it. You didn't ask the question. So now you got to write an essay on this thing that you were too scared to ask a question on. You didn't understand it. Yeah, it always works out that way, too. Yeah. It's definitely, like, a (laughs) tough task, but it's pretty much necessary to not go into college courses afraid. Right. Like, afraid to speak up in any form. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. If you're going to take away anything from the podcast, don't be scared to go into your class, ask questions, and make friends. It's going to help you out so much more in the long run. Yeah, especially like finals. You get you get your little classmates. You're like, yo, we're, all five of us are meeting in the library. You exactly. better be there. It's like, shit, all five of them, I better be there. Shit, I remember this time, stats, my freshman year in Dickinson, I was struggling so hard in that class. I'm not a stats-minded person. And I think I had like probably a C- minus going into the last final. Like, I was barely skating by, like, I needed a B on the final to raise my overall grade up to that C, so you pass, C's get degrees. Oh, yeah. Oh, small tidbit. C-minuses do not get degrees. They do not get you degrees. Side Whoever tells you that, C-minus, <laughs> no go. You need a C or better. So anyways, yeah, we're st- <laughs> I was having the toughest time with stats, and eventually one of the other kids on the football team was in there, and I just lucked out he had a photographic memory but him and three other people from the same stats class probably the three brightest kids in that class were all studying together and he's like hey if you need help like come study with us I went into that study group for a solid week before the final I came out of that final with a 98% on my test it was ridiculous how that little four to five person study group made me understand it so much better. I ended up passing the class. I ended up taking like to a C plus instead of just a C. There we go. It was fantastic. So yeah, don't be afraid. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do in college. Yeah. It's definitely not fun for the first week. I mean, it's exciting being there, but I guess be more engaged, engaged, studious. Just don't slack the first week because it's going to set the tone for your whole semester. Yeah, exactly. You got to have a solid foundation to build off of. Yeah, because if you start taking it easy in the beginning, you're just going to only want to take it easy from that point on. So. Yeah, I had to switch up mine my first two years. I didn't do much. Slept a lot. Hung out with new friends in the dorms. Like, didn't even do dumb shit. Just yeah. play video games. Had the... Experience the freedom, the to freedom do it and t- took advantage of that. And then I ended up having to appeal to the board to be able to come back to school for my third year. Yeah. So it's not a joke, man. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, you can just get booted from school. And they, yeah. They like, don't I care. look back on it like high school is a fucking breeze. Yes, it was. Like, I wish I did more in high school. Yep. Anyone in high school is this doubtful. But if you are in high school, just try bro get a scholarship or something yeah work for the scholarship it's easy you cannot imagine how shitty student loans are dude i could i swear to god you remember uh what the fuck is his name tim siri 
Yes. I could have been him, bro. Minus the suit. But I could have had a 4.2 if I wanted to. Right. But I didn't because I wanted to be cool. Exactly. And hang out with girls and drive 10th repeatedly. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, Not worth it, though, man. Not worth it. Because when you think about the, all the scholarships you could have gotten everything, certain grants you could have gotten for having GPAs and going to certain schools. Yeah. And just reducing all that. It's like your pre-foundation to your college first two weeks foundation. Yeah. And like some people, they like you have your whole school paid for. Some scholarships even pay for your rent if you want to move like off campus. Like you don't have to live in the dorms the whole time. Like some scholarships will pay your rent so you can live off campus, have your whole school paid for, not tied down anywhere. But it's just, it would have been so nice to have school. Completely paid for. Paid for. Now I'm at the point where I have an ungodly amount of student loans to pay every month, and you just see so much leave your paycheck, and it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, get scholarships. Be smart. Your first couple weeks yeah, don't college. be afraid to just over-apply to things, grants and stuff like that. I got a small grant because I'm yeah. an eighth Japanese. That's cool. I didn't have to, like, no GPA, nothing. Like, oh, you're an eighth Japanese? Hell yeah, here you go. Right, that's like when I went to Dickinson, I got a native scholarship because I'm go. part native, and Hell it's just yeah. like, had no idea, but boom. Put a little research in there and get some free money. Yes. Like, the stress of having a job and having to pay for bills and stuff like that while going to school, mm-hmm. it just compounds the stress. Yeah, if you, like, it's oh, no, better to not have that job during college. Like, everyone's, it's doable. I definitely had, oh, I yeah. had three jobs during college and, and still went to class. Yeah. But without having to do those three jobs, college would have been so much easier. So if you don't have to take a job during college, if you can get it paid for, do that. College is going to be so much more enjoyable, I promise. Yeah, and they say there's like an impossible balance of like social, school, and work. But you can totally get it there. You can. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Oh, God. If I just sometimes wish I could go back and just slap the shit out of myself and wake myself up sooner. Yeah, seriously. But good news for you guys. We've been there, so listen up. Yeah, like, oh, we don't count participation in this class. Like, oh, shit, I don't have to go to class. Go to fucking class, Go to fucking class. Who cares if it's counted for your grade or not? And, like, if you go to all the classes, some professors will give you bonus, like, extra credit at the end of the year. Yeah. So, like, say you're hovering at that C-, minus, but you went to every class. Say they give that participation extra credit award you boom bumped up to a c or you have those times like the day before spring break whoever's there in class will get a yeah credit like one assignment's worth of points like dude it's 50 minutes yeah like an hour and 10 minutes or whatever go yeah go to class i got wrapped up in some points of just i would skip a whole damn day worth of class and just oh my god Never again. Yeah, like, oh, this hottie wants to go get lunch? I don't need to go to class. I like, don't, bro, I don't need to go to my Work it out, class. dude. If she's interested, work it out. If he's interested, you'll work it out. Also, speaking of that, if you have an 8 a.m. class, go to that fucking class. Yeah, it sucks, but you need to go. Yeah, and you know what? You did it all throughout high school. Don't stop in college. Like, if I don't know why it feels worse going to class at 8 a.m. Even oh, though you've done it your whole damn life. It feels life. worse going to 10 a.m. But you got to go. Yeah. And a lot of people skip that 8 a.m. class. But damn, that's probably going to be your worst class of the semester if you don't go to it. It's just a fact, man. 
a rough shitty fact, but it's a fact. Yeah. God. Can't believe first day of college is around the corner. Bozeman's about man. to get so much more traffic coming through here. I already thought it was bad, but it's about to get ten times worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. I'm going to have to leave the class an hour early again. <laughs> this shit sucks. It does suck. It ruins your whole... Like you get used to the traffic schedule, adult conversation. You get used <laughs> to the traffic schedule of summertime the summer, when yeah. everybody leaves. And now students come back and you like got to budget an extra 15 to 20 minutes into your damn schedule. Pros and cons to college town life. True. You going to a Cat Grizz? Um, I'm debating it. It's in Missoula. Plus tickets are going to be hell of expensive. But Are you going to go to the opening uh, home game? No. Okay, what but the fuck is it called? Uh, Gold, Gold Rush. Rush. There we go. No, I I might tailgate for Gold Rush and watch it on TV out in the parking lot. But tickets to MSU games have gotten so damn expensive lately. But You don't have any friends that go get you the $10 buddy pass? No. It's, well, actually, I might still. Oh, you got friends everywhere. I do. You acquaintances. I got friends I won't just everywhere. say <laughs> You got connections. Connects. But uh, I do know that I'm buying tickets to the Eastern Washington game. That's one game I'm for sure going to go to. But Cat Grizz, I want to go to because I'll just say it. Grizzly Stadium has 10 times better crowd than what we have. That's just, true. They're that college atmosphere crowd, whereas MSU hasn't Where quite. Where everyone's standing the whole game. Yeah, everyone's just screaming the entire time, mm-hmm. standing, clapping, yeah, being parents, as loud and obnoxious. My parents last year got to stay in a suite at the Grizzly Stadium. Of course they or did. Or two years ago, whatever it was. Of last course they did. Yeah, my mom's an Illuminati. She really is. Swear it. Always but only, only when she's by herself. Uh, once in a while for family. But never the whole family. <laughs> Not the whole fam. That's okay, though. <laughs> Whatever. We don't talk about it for too long. <laughs> what was I just going to say? Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about the dopamine thing. Yeah, bro. Neurons and shit. I don't... Some of you might know more. I might be getting some of this wrong, but I, I was listening to another podcast today that started talking about dopamines in the brain and everything, but it's... Some people have higher dopamine levels. I I had no idea. I figured it would be different between males and females, the levels you have. I think it's funny that you didn't know. Yeah. Just because I'm a psych person. Yeah, you and your psych shit. Whatever. I, on my business side, had no idea going into this. But just the amount of shit that it affects, like, if you have more dopamine levels within your body, you're a more driven person in life. Which, to me, I had no idea that was related to dopamine. I always just thought it was like the the feel-good part of the brain when it releases, but had no idea the levels address things like how driven you are in life or how if you have lower levels it can be tied in with depression and whatnot. It was just wild because, I don't know, it says you produce the most in your 20s, between 20 to 30. I... <laughs> I felt like I had the most between like 20 to 23 when I was the most driven. And I still have that drive at certain times for things, but I feel like for the most part I've just become more content mm-hmm. and settled in rather than having that drive all the time like I used to. 
but <laughs> I don't know. Just wild listening to the podcast, everything it affects. And yeah. Talked about like addiction and mental health issues yeah. associated with it. Levels of mood and difference in personalities based on your balances or imbalances, your neuron firings, your synapses. Let's throw some fucking vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> throw your psych words Serotonin, melatonin, <laughs> dopamine. I don't It was. What was I Oxycodone. Saying? <laughs> just kidding acetaminophen i digress <laughs> anyways <laughs> i digress but then this is gonna, i haven't talked about this one yet but this one's off topic yo hit it but along with the dopamine it started talking about like how the first six months of a relationship you have that risk reward factor in the dopamine levels can we just label are, this the honeymoon phase Yes, the honeymoon six, six phase. Six to 18 months. Or zero to six. Honeymoon. Oh, zero to six. What's yeah. six to 18? That's, That's when, when it starts it, uh, fading. Anyway, all yeah. right. Honeymoon phase, zero to six months. So Got zero it. to six months, your dopamine levels are higher because it talks about this risk-reward. You don't know each other on that real deep personal level yet, so everything's kind of new, exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. Whereas opposed to six to 18 months, that honeymoon phase is over. The excitement starts fading away. It starts becoming more routine. This is an average. Remember yeah, that. Average. But then I I started thinking, maybe fuckboys are just wired that way. Because we started talking about- Wired as a fuckboy? Yeah. I'm, we I'm started, a fuckboy. I can't help it. It's the way my <laughs> brain works, dude. We started talking about those, uh, the dopamine levels being higher during that time. But once they fade away, people are like- no, I don't want this. Yeah, anymore. yeah. I'm talking like, about the pursuit of relationships, yeah. which could definitely take up a lot of that zero to six months. Yeah, because in the podcast, it talked about the pursuit and how some people live for the pursuit. Pursuit, and then it threw in like George Costanza from Seinfeld. If none of you know, go watch Seinfeld. It's a classic. But it starts talking about all he wants throughout the series is someone to love him, like a girlfriend that loves him. But every time he gets one, he just has to find a way to get out of that relationship because he's, it's becoming the routine and he doesn't want that. He lives for the pursuit. And then I was like, not to give an excuse to a fuckboy, but I was like, I wonder if half of them have that kind of, they live for the pursuit. Yeah. I, I've definitely been, I don't even want to say a victim. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a victim of fuckboyism. Um, but yeah, for a long time during the whole player phases, like it is the pursuit that drives you. Yeah. Like it's like it's the chase that you're after. Then once you get to that end goal, it's like, all right, this ain't fun no more. Like I don't yeah. have to try anymore. That, I got I got what the fucking end goal was. Move along. Yeah. Like it doesn't even need to be sex for any female judging us right now. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's like whatever the end goal is. It's like once you get it, it's like, all right, let's go chase like, another one because this is boring. It's like an adrenaline junkie. Like once that pursuit's over, yeah, to on to the next. Exactly. Very good fucking simile. <laughs> Metaphor? <laughs> Miss Shawin, where are you? Miss Shawin. <laughs> chime in on this. But I, this is another thing I had no idea was related to dopamine was the pursuit and how it's kind of like being an adrenaline junkie. You mm -hmm. live for that moment, but... Anyways, learned 
about dopamine levels and how they affect multiple different things like addiction, personality, moods. That's what drugs do. They'll either block it out or make it super excessive or whatever. So, yeah, I guess now we're hitting on it. We'll hit deeper probably on a different podcast. We've been saying that, bro. Yeah, but we're going to have a deep podcast. We just got to wait for deeper into our series. That's fair. But they got to earn that shit. I guess my opinion before I listened to this with addiction was once you become an alcoholic or a hardcore drug addict, it was your choice to like first dabble. This with is, this is your opinion on what it was? Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of. So my opinion was it was your choice to do meth, heroin, weed, whatever it was that right. alcohol, whatever you got into that first decision that was yours right and to me it was always you just kept making that decision and just became addicted to it but then listening to the other podcast today discovered that through evolution our bodies have designed certain rejection factors so if something's not good for your body it has stages where it'll reject it and tell your body like no we're not all about that right but when it comes to drugs, they bypass the whole rejection system and releases more dopamine into your body. So you associate the drugs with a good time and then your body just kind of craves. It's like a conditioning. Right. And so I always just thought it was a choice after choice that eventually led into a habit that led into addiction. But I guess this shed more light into my eyes on how addiction sometimes isn't that controllable how your body just wants it after because i don't know it's been conditioned after that yeah. first hit to associate it with that feeling and yeah. it just craves it more and it's not really I mean, you it, consciously doing anything about it it's just your body like hey let's go yeah I, there's a line to it though there's still like there's the choice side and then there's the your whole body dynamic to everything right because i like think about it Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> blank. Two ways. Your dynamic of the body, choice. Oh, okay, right. So, like, if you're like, oh, my family has a past of alcoholism. Right. Like, you're already telling your body, someday I'm probably going to be an alcoholic. So, it's like, your body's like, all right, yeah. I'm ready to be an alcoholic whenever you are. Right. So, then it's like a choice, but it's also your body thing. Yeah. So, there's like a predisposition to what you might fall for as far as an addiction in that sense. Yeah. It's just weird, man. The body, the brain is fucking crazy to me. That's, that's why I love psychology so much. Just learning the ins and outs of how everything works. Yeah. It was definitely a fun podcast to listen to. Tied in here. Cool. What was it called? Um, Oh, which one was it? Oh, it's the art of manliness, and then it's like episode one forty-five, two forty-five, something like that. Yeah, but someday we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, it's just called dopamine, the molecule of more, something like that. Super interesting to listen to. It's about an hour long, and it's just two scientists, specials in their field that dive into a lot deeper than what I dove into, explaining more about it, which was what made it so much more interesting. But as a brief highlight, right? that's what we have going on for this podcast. Cool. But yeah, super interesting podcast. If you don't know about the art of manliness, 
go look it up. I mean, it says art of manliness. It's not all about manliness. Manliness. Like they dive into some pretty interesting topics. Oh, I did have uh, one topic we didn't even talk about. I just remember someone brought it up, and I was like, boom, topic. Okay. Um, so what I wrote down as a note is noticing someone is fake, but they have convinced oh, others. Oh, oh, man. So you see that person <clears throat> that is fake as hell. I almost said really bad. Anyway, someone who's really <laughs> fake, <laughs> but everyone else seems to love them. Yeah. But it's like you see right through the bullshit and it's like how in the hell do you can, not see? Yeah. I don't so without diving into details like this past weekend I witnessed this past weekend maybe first hand. So we were just in this place and not going to name names or anything no but there name. was this one person there that I just right off the bat you could tell they were fake AF. Right. Like everything about them but then yet people around were just so, oblivious. oh, she's just super happy and nice. But then, I don't know, it's just that feeling you got around that person. Like, I know this isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's more of a story behind you and actions right now. Uh-huh. This isn't real. But yet everyone else around is like, oh, they're just super happy and outgoing today and just yeah. a super good time. But I, it's like, I love when you find the other person in the group or setting that sees the same thing you do. Now, like, yes. how is this person so, like, loved and has convinced everybody yeah. that they're this great person? Oh, like, God, I think I think just... about it like the the fake friend in the friend group. Yeah, that like seems to get along with everybody, but meanwhile, you're like, why are they hanging out with us? Like, right. how do my friends not see that this person's fake? You just get a vibe from that person that doesn't fit in see, with like, your group. It's what just... I don't understand is how other people don't feel the same thing. Yeah. Like, I've had it with, like, a coworker in the past. Like, I just don't like him. Like, first day working with him, I was like, I just don't I don't get him. that either. Because, yeah, like, you meet that person within the first 30 seconds. Like, you get that vibe right away. It's You're like, like nah, no. No. Mm-mm. Hell No. And a lot of people I've told like, oh, you're being so judgmental. And it's yeah, like, bro. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just not their vibe in me. Yeah, like you don't even know them. Like, bro, like, do you not feel this bad energy? <laughs> like, I don't have to know them. I just know that I don't vibe with that person. Like, I'm yeah. not going to stick around to be like, oh, give me a month and let's see if we vibe. But it is great when it finally comes out and everyone's like, you were right. You feel so good. Like, hell yeah, I was right asshole like of course i was right the vibes the vibes i told you from the first day this wasn't gonna happen i shook his hand and i was like nah nah i could tell by the way you shook my hand this was a no-go you're a villain (laughs) (laughs) i will bring justice to you i'm so fake (laughs) i want to call you out right here but i won't I'll leave you shaking in your boots, boy. <laughs> sure enough, dude, comes true every fucking time. It does. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but but it comes. It bro. comes out. No pun intended. <laughs> Shit, I am out of hint water too. That's bullshit. I should just start bringing two down here every damn show. I go but through it so fast. I need to go back to TNC and see if they have the hint fizz. Oh yeah, I haven't been back to TNC. Oh, bro, in a this yeah. this ties into a subject that we had on the uh, list okay. here. Hit me with it. 
Stirring the pot, bro. <laughs> I was wondering when this was going to come up. Okay, hit me with your stir in the pot. I, my opinion on it, a situation, how I feel about it, it's petty, bro. Don't be that fucking person. There's times you stir the pot in a certain way that's okay. Yeah. And then there's the majority, this is petty shit. There's that 95% of the time, it's like, it's never okay. Like, why are you doing this, bro? Yeah. Girl, whoever. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. God, I fucking hate when you get like a group message or some shit or just a one-on-one mm-hmm. and there's that one person that says that one fucking thing that they know as soon as they typed it, it was going to spark and immediately just click inside and shit was about to go down. Yeah. Like there's there's a playful stir in the pot and then there's the petty unnecessary. I'm going to message you. A year later down the road when you're happy and stir the shit up. I'm going to remind you what happened. Yeah. Two years ago. You know what? I didn't have enough drama out of how that happened. So you know what? Two years later, let's relive it. You know what make me feel great? I'm going to ruin your fucking day. <laughs> how about that? My day's already ass. How about yours? Oh now it's God. shit. You're welcome. No need, it bro. Just, it just pisses you off for like the next day to week. Mm-hmm. Like, it... I just think in my last situation, not going to say it or anything, but holy shit, if the pot wasn't stirred, shit was said, and you just are pissed for the next three days. Yeah. It's, oh, there's so many with relationships. Just, yeah. Like your ex's friends or even your friends. Sometimes unintentional. I'll give them that. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like, oh, have you talked to so and so lately? Like, no, bitch, I didn't. Yeah. They hurt my heart. <laughs> Why would I talk to them? Never. Or oh my! Or the people that are like, "Yo, I saw your ex with someone new at the mall today." Why the cool, fuck bro? Do I want to know that. That's sick. Thank you so much. I hope she's getting rammed in the dressing room right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This is bullshit. Oh my god! Why? Like, Why I wish I had that a... person to say that. Yeah. Why do they think it's okay? Like, oh, like I've had people message me from someone messaging them. Like, oh, someone said they saw you with another girl in your car. And? Your point? They said that something was happening. Like, or it's a friend I'm hanging out with. Right. Hanging out. (laughs) That's it. That's all we're fucking doing. We're driving to Taco Bell. Who the fuck knows what we're doing? I think he was getting roadhead. Bitch, what? You saw our head. (laughs) (laughs) It might have just ended. It was an educational guess, okay? Oh, God. I hate those people. I saw him with someone else in their car. Shit, I had that happen in high school. And I shit you not, I got the text message from the girlfriend. And I was like, really? I'm in the fucking car with some other girl. You want to know who that other girl is? It's my fucking mom. Oh, bro. Oh, my God. Are you (laughs) shitting me? And then she's like, oh, really? Prove it. And so I fucking (laughs) selfied with my mom in the goddamn Ford Taurus. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Funny story. I was hanging out with my little sister. She was like 11. I remember the story. Took a a Snapchat with her. And I was just like, finally get to hang out or some some dumb shit. Just like Snapchat with her. I get this other message from this girl that I was like flirting with. And I was like. I can't believe you do this to me. Mm-hmm. I saw your Snapchat. You're with another girl. I'm like, okay, first of all, she's 12. 
Second of all, <laughs> it's my sister. Yeah. Like, I was ready for her to, like, jump out and be like, you're fucking your sister, dude. <laughs> no. I remember that series of like, Snapchats, just, too. I guess starting the pod and also jumping to conclusions, huge pet peeves for me. Yeah. Hand in hand in my I mind. fucking hate when people take that leap out of left field. Oh, yeah, dude. It's not even a jump. It's a fucking leap. Yeah. Like, these don't really match up, but you it's know what? Like... I have convinced myself it's true. <laughs> I've been sitting here for the past 20 minutes, and you know what? In my mind, this is true. Everyone else is going to need to know about this. Have you got the people that stir the pot, but at the beginning of their thing is like, so I've retyped this message about three times. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, okay, this is some negative shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You should have just said it the first time. Don't say you retyped it, because you you said the same fucking thing. You know what I saw yesterday? Like, I don't even want to know. I don't have no care. I do not care. So I turned on my old iPhone. You'll never guess the messages I found. Like, I don't want to know. You know what? It was <laughs> it the iPhone 4 from your freshman year of high school? Like, you know what popped up in my Facebook memories? <laughs> I think I should share it and tag you in it. That'd I be a great everyone idea. should remember this time period in your life. I'm going to tag you, all three of you in it. Let we'll all just, remember together. Let me tag you and the person you hate now in the same picture. And let me see you go at it. Let me stir up shit in your current relationship and your current life right now. And let me see how happy you are after this. I know you have your ex blocked, so I thought I'd screenshot this and share it to you. She's getting married. Like, sick, dude. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. (laughs) Good for her. Fuck you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) You're blocked, too, now, dumbass. Oh, my God. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. It's not fucking good fun. I don't know how people... She had good intentions. I hate that when someone comes to their defense. <laughs> oh my god, you are just as fucking bad as that. Yeah, person, like you right? message your like good friend, like I can't believe Cody said this shit. Like he just wanted to make it better. Okay. Okay, you need to calm the fuck down. You're just as bad. Yeah, whose as team right are now. you on? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! You're the fake friend right now. You're, You're the fake person. I see right through this bullshit right now. You your are. vibes are terrible. <laughs> you fooled me. Okay. I thought you weren't the fake friend, but look at you now. You know what? Fool me once, <laughs> shame on you. Fool me twice, shame. How's the saying go? <laughs> Thank you, George Bush. Isn't here, just there, without a T. I believe it is. I believe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, oh God, full circle today. <laughs> yeah, oh God. You have managed to get me heated two podcasts in a row. That's what I do. Oh, God. I'm here for the good time, not a long time. But, God, please, if, you, if you're if you listening, don't be that petty-ass person who stirs the pot. Yeah, I swear to God, if I get a message from someone that listens to this bringing up old shit, and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to be funny. Like, I'm mad now. I'm pissed Don't now. do it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I, speaking of stirring the pot, I don't intentionally stir a pot, but when someone stirs my shit, I am just so fucking blunt throughout the conversation that it stirs up more shit because they start getting pissed. I'm not meaning to be, to stir it up. I just am very blunt with what I say to that person. Have you ever stirred the pot like right back? Like they stir the pot and you're like, you know what? I have. Here's some fucking news you probably didn't know. I have. I have done that because it's like, I wasn't ever going to stir the pot with this tidbit of information Uh I've been holding on to. But if you want to come in here and fuck up my day, 
I'm gonna throw it right back at you. Let me check the file cabinet real quick. I got yeah, some shit on you. What's your last name again? I'm okay. Let me hit you with some knowledge. Let me ruin your fucking day as well. August second, eight fifty one p.m. I got an iMessage. That's right, iMessage. They upgraded. They're not Android anymore. And they said, and I quote, "Fuck them up, Dan." I have a Facebook Messenger message from two thousand nine. I thought you might want to know. <laughs> you know the girl you're dating now? She messaged me in 2011. Sick. So, <laughs> yeah, there's that. I'll screenshot you the combo. It's really juicy. Piss off your day. It's juicy. She said, hey. You want to know what she was like back in 2011? <laughs> Here you go. I just thought you'd like to know. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's the good one, too. I just thought you'd like to know. Did you think I would just like to know? Did I ask you anything about mm-hmm. that? Thanks for keeping tabs for me. Yeah. Fam. (laughs) Uh, Don't be the fucking person to stir the pot. Stressful, dude. Don't ever do that. God, how are we going to title this shit from school to pot stirring? I don't know. I like where we went with our last podcast, though. If you haven't listened to our last podcast, by the way, you probably should because it was fire. Alex was fired up. It got good. Yeah, bro. Um, oh, dude. Uh, I brought up a giveaway last night on a story. Tagged I, I want to say once it gets to 400 plays, that one? Yeah, 400 yep. total plays. We'll do a giveaway. Includes the last hoodie from the hoodie I created this last whatever. Which, by the way, fall is coming up, so it's going to come in Hoodie handy. season. And it's pretty dope. And including the giveaway also will be a shout-out on at least my page, probably Cody's story at least. True, true. Maybe Snapchat if you're lucky. What, what? And if you're close enough, uh, we'll do a live sit-in, listen-in, whatever. However much of a part you want to be of a podcast episode, yeah. it's yours. So get to listening. Get to listening. Once we get there, dope shit. It's Liddy. It's Liddy. It's a podcast. It's a podcast, fam. <laughs> okay, so we, we've kind of gotten a lot of shit thrown in there. but Did I we know digress a little bit? We digressed a little. But we're, we got the moxie, fam. <laughs> our new favorite <laughs> word on Hell Yeah Podcast, we got the moxie. It's called the moxie, baby. Sweet sour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Dan Cook fans, you know where that was All going. Right, what you, would you have? We were talking about the Netflix series. Oh, we didn't even bring it up on here. Yeah, we were talking about the Netflix series. So, I got, you had the more ne- to say on the this. The Netflix you originals. The endings. Yeah. Trash, bro. I Trash! I can second this because you brought it up to me the other day, so I was like, you know what? There was a movie Kirsten and I wanted to watch, and it's a Netflix original. It was called Like Father, star-packed for a Netflix series. It had Kirsten Bell in it, Kelsey Grammer, Seth Rogen. You mean Christian Bell? Kirsten? Kirsten Bale? Bell. 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 If for those of you Dating, don't know, uh, this is going to sound kind of weird. She's the narrator on Gossip Girl. She's in a bunch of other movies like Couples Retreat. I know what, I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so yeah. I her, love her husband, dude. Who is her Great husband, guy. Even? Can't think of his name right now. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, but he's a great guy. It's got all a bunch of famous actors, actresses in it that we're like, oh, this should be pretty good. It's got all these guys in it. Storyline, pretty good. 
it keeps your interest the whole time trying to find out what's going to happen, all building up to the ending. Like, the conflict gets resolved in there just a little bit. It's always a little bit. Yep. And then towards the ending, you're like, oh, this is it. Like, this is going to be that grand finale you've been waiting Here for. Here are my answers. You're going to leave super satisfied. Mm-hmm. And in true Netflix fashion, it was the most mellow, dramatic, anticlimactic fucking ending you could ever ask for. Yeah, it's like they're li- their endings are just lazy to me, man. <sighs> I can like, go through just movies and shows. Oh. <laughs> it's just like the last 20 minutes. The writers were just like, you know, fuck it. I've gotten so tired of writing this movie. I've had so many good ideas. Isn't the plot line good enough, dude? <laughs> yeah. Be happy we gave you a solid plot to get you to this ending. And then it just fucking leaves you like... There's always like, questions. Yeah. Like, I watched Open House. Had the dude from 13 Reasons Why. I was like, dope. Cool. <clears throat> Should be scary. Thriller. Let's watch it. Very slow-paced. One of the poor Netflix original movies I've watched. Okay. But still, like... Slow pace, gets to the crazy shit, not all that crazy, and then just kind of just ends. And you're like, well, what the fuck happened? I won't give away anything if anyone wants to list, watch it. But it ends, and you're just like, and what happened? <laughs> like, what what happened after that little conflict there? Another one watched Mute the other night. Okay. Pretty cool. But the ending, too, like there's a slight resolution. Like, it's like, oh. This Give is, me the full fucking like, this is good. Netflix. Like, this is a good, like, lead-in to yeah. the ending. And then it's like the ending didn't even exist. Just like, oh, we just faded to black? Okay. They just leave you there wanting more. And it's just like, nope, that's what you get. Yeah. I mean, I will say the Netflix uh, made documentaries, A1. I love them, dude. They're always well-made. This just brought me off... Onto the topic we were talking about, the host we didn't like of like the oh, dark dark tourism. tourism. Yeah, so weird, dude. Anyways, if you guys are into weird offbeat tourism type <laughs> shit, like an example, he tours like some radioactive sites, does like a Jeffrey Dahmer tour, the suicide forest in Japan, looks into Pablo Escobar, Pablo Escobar, and it's just offbeat things like when you would go to this country or this part of a state. Things you wouldn't think about doing. But are interesting. But are interesting. And he goes through dark tourism. Like he explores voodooism in New Orleans. And I don't know. It's it's interesting to watch, but guaranteed most people are not going to vibe with the host of that show. He's just, he's like British, but he has like a monotone. Yep. Just no emotion. And he just says weird shit. The one that sticks out to me, when he he meant to, he sees, meets Pablo Escobar's, like, the second body. cousin or something. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's, like, looking at a picture. He's like, oh, this is you from 15 years ago. You haven't aged at all. That's oh, weird. Oh, it's his brother's wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah I he's like, that. you haven't aged at all. That's weird. And then just, like, cuts to the next yeah, scene. Like, next scene. He so is odd. a Netflix ending. He just leaves you wanting more. Like, what and he you, never delivers it. Like, that made no sense, but all right, we're, we'll go on. It's just like, you're confusing the shit out of me. I want more from you, but you never get the more. Like, this could be a good scene. Like, okay, moving on. I want to like you, but no, just kidding. Next scene. It's like, fuck. I just give so much credit to the actual documentaries, though. Yeah. Shows, hit or miss, dark tourism, kind of a niche thing, I yeah. think, of who will be interested. But movies, like... 
99% of Netflix movies, trash. Yeah. The endings, at least. Storylines keep you there. Yeah, it's like a lot Ending, trash. Super creative stories, and you're like, this is dope. This is a cool idea. If we got any Netflix writers listening in on this, step your shit up. Oh, you need a creative director? (laughs) Give me an ending I want to watch and be fulfilled with. Yes, they're just leaving me there. Blow my fucking mind, dude. I love movies. (laughs) That's why you're writing for Netflix and not a major motion picture company. Yeah, which I guess Netflix is becoming one, but I mean, yeah, bro, that mute movie just out of nowhere, Paul Rudd popped up. I'm like, no shit, this is just movie just got way better, and then the ending was still ass. Boring. How can you have so many good actors and actresses in your shit and then you just fuck the ending like yeah. that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should. I want to see if there's like Netflix that have, or people, actors that have acted in Netflix originals. Like, I don't understand why they ended the movie that way. Yeah. Like, shit, me neither. <laughs> Maybe you should ask them. You have a lot more power than I do. Exactly. I'm still over here paying $9 a month or whatever <laughs> to watch them. Ten ninety nine. Oh, whatever. Yep. I got a password off somebody. I'm good. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm on my parents' account, baby. I got people using my fucking account. I got my brother using my account. Shit, he's a middle-aged man. Just He's like, hey. Does he provide you with like Amazon or no, Hulu? He provides me with nothing. YouTube Red? Nothing. He called me one day. I was still working at the bar, and he called me one night when I was walking into my shift, and he's like, hey, what's your Netflix password? I was like, it is 9.30 at night, and you're calling me for my Netflix password. Bro, I'm trying to watch Narcos. (laughs) So I gave it to him, and he just, he didn't even create his own profile at first. He just started watching shit under my account. And changes up your suggested and everything. And so he's my niece, which is little at that time. And so there's a lot of cartoons and shit on Mm -hmm. there. So I thought, like, all right, cool, he's watching cartoons with her. This motherfucker's watching the cartoons by himself. She's not paying any attention. So he, this grown-ass man is just sitting there watching cartoons, which, you know, I'm not going to knock it because I do too, but do it on your own goddamn profile. <laughs> so I ended up creating him his no own problem. profile to go into. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't be fucking up my suggested pics. All right, well, that fucking hour flew by. Has it really been yeah, an bro. hour? We're at an hour, two minutes, 20 seconds. Oh, shit. Well, damn. Uh, I, one one thing. Okay. I'm going to put a link to this podcast on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Shout out LinkedIn. <laughs> again, if you listen to episode one, <laughs> shout out to LinkedIn again. Hell yeah. Underrated. Tied undervalued. In. Bro, this is going to be five hours of, I'm not going to say quality. We got five hours of content. <laughs> we do. Check it out, please. Yes. Please check it out. <laughs> Next week, I'm definitely bringing two hint waters down here because I ran out of that way too fast. We got to see if we got to find some hint fizz out here. True. True. Hint fizz would be nice to try. Just a hint of fizz. Mm-hmm. All right, do you want to take it out? You know, sure. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I'm going to put a promise, though. Okay, are you are cool. you cool with that? Yep, you have no idea what it's going to be. I don't know I'm what looking you dead be, in the fucking eye. You have no idea. I picked you as my best man. I trust you. The best man's got this shit. So, next week, hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm already hanging on. It's before, like a Netflix ending right now. Before I do this. <laughs> Wednesday or Tuesday next week? I'm going to say Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday. Next week, we're having a deep fucking podcast. For at least oh, at least damn. half of it. 
Okay. We're having a big ass sentiment on some deep 30 shit. 30 minutes of deep. Hashtag. Hashtag deep. Bo Burnham fans, you know. Hell yeah. So, that's the promise. We're going to hit him with it next Tuesday. I'm in. Hint water. Shout out LinkedIn. Shout out my mom. Shout out Kirsten. What's good? Don't stir the pot. Shout out Rico. I know you're going to be home listening at some point. What's Hell yeah. Up? Hopefully you got the Beast headphones on. <laughs> Here we go. We signing out. Peace. Peace.